Hello and welcome to the Anishinaabe History Podcast. I'm Chris Waite. Recently in Canada, large grave sites have been found at former Indian residential schools. Thus far, two schools have been surveyed using ground-penetrating radar. At one school in Kamloops, British Columbia, 215 children's graves have been discovered. At the other school in Saskatchewan, 751 graves have been discovered. So between two schools that were supposedly there to help the savage children become good Canadian humans, 966 graves have been uncovered. In Canada, there were 130 Indian residential schools in operation at the height of this social atrocity. If we take the number of graves found at Kamloops, 215, and multiply that by the number of schools in Canada, 130, we get 27,950. In other words, a low potential estimate of graves at Indian residential schools in Canada is approximately 28,000. Children. South of the Medicine Line, there were 350 Indian boarding schools in operation to conduct this horrendous act of forced assimilation. If we use the low number previous, 215, and multiply that by the number of Indian boarding schools in the United States of America, 350, then we get the low potential estimate of graves in America of 75,250. Again, that's children's graves. Potentially, there are approximately 100,000 children's graves across Turtle Island at these former Indian residential and boarding schools. 100,000 children. And that's my low estimate. If we use a rounded down number from Saskatchewan, because this site included the graves of adults, then we can multiply the 480 schools across Turtle Island by 700, which equals 336,000. That's one-third of a million children who died because of their ethnicity. There's a reason why we Indians have been calling it genocide all these years. Instead of being angry about it, we need to do something about it. What I'm suggesting is learning and utilizing the science and technology that will help us find hidden graves. What I'm talking about specifically are ground-penetrating radar and LIDAR. Radar is an acronym that is short for Radio Detection and Ranging. In the late 1800s and early 1900s, Experimenters and scientists discovered that by using radio waves from the electromagnetic spectrum, distant objects could be detected through electronic equipment. Some animals, such as dolphins and bats, can naturally echolocate, which is essentially the same physics as human radar. By sending out energy waves and by listening to the returned signal, distant objects can be detected. LIDAR uses the exact same physical principles to detect distant objects as radar and echolocation, 
but uses a different energy frequency from the electromagnetic spectrum. LIDAR is an acronym that stands for Light Detection and Ranging because it uses laser light instead of radio waves. When these detection and ranging systems have been directed at the ground, some stunning discoveries have been made. I've already mentioned the multitudinous gravesites across Turtle Island. Ancient cities overgrown by jungles have also been discovered by ground-penetrating radar and LIDAR. STEM is another acronym. It stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Mathematics. If you like cutting-edge gadgets and you really want to help in a direct way, I recommend learning STEM subjects. Make your ancestors proud. Help the families and communities of all these children find peace. I've watched some tutorials and a webinar regarding ground-penetrating radar. According to the manufacturers, the machines are easy to use. Listen. Most GPR manufacturers, including sensors and software, make GPR systems that, once you set the parameters, are pretty easy to use. Now, I would argue that sensors and software does this best with our systems, but I think you can forgive this bias. The point is that if you can cut your lawn, push a shopping cart, a baby stroller, or even if drive a car, you can probably call yourself a GPR system operator. The problem is not collecting the data, but understanding what the data is telling you about the subsurface. Most people agree that interpreting the GPR data is the hardest part of the whole exercise. So there you have it. It's not that hard to do. And if you put your mind to it, you can achieve it. I think that this is important for our people. Past, present, and future. That's all for today's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes in the future. I'm Chris Waite, and this has been the Anishinaabe History Podcast.